trap, he's a big old tramp. Trap, 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 and the trappity man. He's a traveling trap, and he's traveling round. Sure, Sisterhood sure, of sure. Traveling trap, he's a big old trap, trap, trap. Sure. What is that? Why are you still singing? Oh, are we doing a new episode? Mm-hmm. Oh. And, and you said that you would not only cut it out, I assumed you wouldn't continue to do it. No, I've, I've literally been singing since last week. It's just a catchy song. Mm-hmm. I still, no, I still don't like it. Really? Yeah, I still think it's really bad. Fr- from the feedback I've been getting from the one person who listened to our first episode, it seems like it's super popular. And it's the only thing that really worked. So I think I should just sing it continuously for this whole first hour, if that's cool. A trap, a trap, a travity trap. A trap, trap, trap. Mm, love that falsetto. Dig it. It's a real zingy. You know what I mean? Are you done? Yeah, all right. I'm fine. I'm done. Trap, trap, trap. I hate you. Stop. All right. Fine. Fine. Be that way. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Entitled Gamer, where grown men talk about children's toys. I'm Matt Shore. This is my sterling and professional co-host, Big Trav. I'm not, hey, I'm not the one singing stupid songs, all right? All right, you know what? I need a second opinion on my singing, <laughs> so we've brought in a special singing consultant today. Don't drag, is, don't drag people into this. This is our special guest for the day, who's going to help us with our special topic for today. Uh, everyone, please give a warm welcome to Mr. Dylan Booth. Hey. Here he is, hey. straight from Los Angeles. <laughs> Hey, it's Dylan. <laughs> What's up? So what do you think? Yay or nay on the song? Uh, I think it works. I think it. I think it's amazing. It works. It just needs some uh, instrumentals. I think so, too. We should hire a live band to play it at the top of every episode. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. Trav, you're outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Dill should be the co-host. He's got wow. some real pep in his step. All right, how about you sing a song about Dill, and then we'll see if Dill still likes it. I just I feel like Dill has a natural music to his own tone that sort of carries his spirit through the air and the earth, and I think it would be rude to impose my own sensibilities on him, whereas you are sort of like a tabula rasa, a blank slate, where anything is possible. Are you I saying I'm, an, I'm like an Elder Scrolls character in the beginning? No, that gives you too much credit. I'd say okay. you're more like a big flat piece of Dunder Mifflin paper where <laughs> nice. anything is possible, um, but in like a Creed Bratton kind of way, if that makes sense. I hope that you take that as a compliment. Speaking of which, I just watched the episode of the Trav and I have been watching a lot of the U.S. version of The Office, and apparently I watched one in the very questionable ninth season today in which Creed Bratton admits that he's been doing taliban heroin which is a strange strange admission yeah <laughs> to say the least the show really sort of goes off the rails after a certain point doesn't it oh speaking of Very the show I, I won i finished it last night oh, oh damn it you finished it first. does he get to start parks and rec actually I, I just watched episode one again just because i had nothing else to watch <laughs> but i'll probably yeah i'll probably start watching parks and rec now you could do parks and rec we could do friends there's lots of stuff we could play uh, for a cross-country I, tv I I, watching I, game i think i've seen enough friends in okay. my life all right well let's move on to the news this is how we start our show the entitled gamer so we're going to talk about what's going on in the news right now we got some stuff we got 
new PS Plus games just announced. It's kind of a slow news time, so bear with us if this stuff isn't super exciting yet. But I looked at some of these games. There's like this dark side-scrolling game called This War of Mine, The Little Ones. Mm-hmm. Why do games have subtitles? Unless it's a sequel, don't give your game a subtitle. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I think um, I, I want to say I could be way off base, but maybe This War of Mine, the subtitle is part of like a DLC thing, but... Not a DLC this thing, little like war a, of mine. Like it might have been called I'm this war of mine. On, shine. Wow. Uh, it might have been called this war of mine on PC, and then when it came to consoles, they added the subtitle. Like, oh, like the Binding happened. of Isaac Rebirth, uh, something like Afterbirth, yeah. or whatever. I could be wrong, but and this is a PS Plus free game. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if they're out yet. I don't think they are. They were just announced anyway uh, today. I know that Day of the Tentacle Remastered is out um, on PS4. Oh, for free. yeah, I mean, oh, it's already out for free? Oh, wait, yeah. they are out for free. I oh, do remember nice. that, because I just downloaded them on... I haven't put them on my thing yet, but I did go on the website and put them all on my cart. And, right. Yeah, so these are out now. Day of the Tentacle, I highly recommend. I played that when I was a kid on PC. Very fun, old point-and-click LucasArts uh, adventure game. Um, really goofy. It's a sequel to Maniac Mansion, the old uh, NES and PC game. Right um it's very funny lots of weird puzzles and stuff it's it's a fun game i recommend that one. as a true frugal gamer i really love the free <laughs> ps games i get them every time uh, i mean you are paying 70 bucks for them annually <laughs> so you might as well get your money's worth out of them that's true uh one thing one of... weird thing did happen for me i i saw that titan souls is going to be the free game i guess on one of the yes. free games on vita it's crossed yes. by on ps4 but it's not on the ps4 like free games thing Hmm. which i thought really? was weird yeah i mean maybe it is and i just couldn't find it but like in the top left you know you select your playstation plus there was only day of the Ken- day of the tentacle and this war of mine were the only two selections like, like titan souls wasn't on there so i guess maybe uh, you have yeah. to go to the vita store and do it or the or, or go phone. to free games yeah or go to on the, the online thing yeah i don't know i think i got it in my cart so i'm good that's all that really matters mm-hmm. um yeah, Titan Souls, which is one I forgot to write down, but that's like uh, that. It's like you're a tiny little character, but it's otherwise like Demon Souls. And it looks like mixed with Shadow of like, the Colossus. Oh, yeah, right. But its its style is like eight bit. Um, it looks like the art style of Sword and Sorcery uh, EP that that great iOS game, probably one of the best iOS games that ever came out. Um, let's see what else is on this blaze rush which i it looks kind of cool it looks like rock and roll racing from super nintendo meets twisted metal so yeah, like an isometric yeah it was really weird it looked like um you know those old micro machine games i'm, I'm like maybe dating myself like on regular nes <laughs> yeah. that's no, what it looked like weird like uh like the ones that they used to have in the arcade and stuff where you're just racing around a track in isometric view it looked like that and i, mm. I saw this like giant uh, steamroller with spikes on it. I had a lot of steamrollers and spikes today based on the games that I've been playing. Um, but this so, so looked kind of exciting. Uh, and then there's one called The Swindle. I've, which is I've, like, I've heard of that. I've never played it, but I've heard it's interesting. Okay. What does that mean? But interesting. I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard about it and <laughs> I heard that some people liked it, but the I don't know. Swindle. What it is. Okay. okay. I can't remember. So, it's a side-scroller. It looks kind of like Stealth Incorporated in terms of gameplay, mm. but the art style is a little bit more steampunky. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was... Uh, I heard somebody talking about it, comparing it to... in Is it Invisible Ink? Whichever game mm. I gifted you on Steam, that right. yeah. turn-based... Yeah, that's what I... That, yeah, that's where I heard it from. 
Uh, and then the other one I saw was Azkent. I think I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing that Azkent Two, which is some mm-hmm. sort of puzzle hexagonal puzzle tile matching game. Looked kind of boring to me. I'm not really into those games unless they have Pokemon faces to make them interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, but that's all I had for PS Plus games. Yeah, it seems like that's it. Nice. Not not the greatest month in the world, but also not terrible. I've heard good things about this War of Mine. Day of the Tentacle is, you know... Yeah, I mean, if really you haven't played Day of the Tentacle, uh, it's a great opportunity to do so, because um, especially if you're a new gamer who didn't play as many adventure games as I did back in the day. I'm a big Monkey Island fan. I had a dog named Guybrush, which is Whoa. pretty nerdy. Um, if you... You know, if, if you're not sure about that kind of game, getting one free is a great opportunity. I remember I had, like six of these games in one LucasArts $20 PC collector's box. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Yeah. I had like the Dig and the Spielberg one and um, Full Throttle, the one where you were like a badass. He was like the guy from, what's that game? With that, where it was like Jack Black. It was like... Uh, oh, Brutal Legend? Brutal yeah, Legend. right. This big, yeah. like the most promoted game of all time that like yeah. four people played. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I got it on Steam for like $1 at some point. Uh, what an investment. Poor Tim Schafer. I liked, uh, what was that one? The other one he did was a PS Plus game, that other adventure game. Did you play that Grim, one? Grim Fandango? I love that one. I haven't played um, I haven't played that one either yet. Love I'm sure that I will. one. Uh, no, no, no. But I'm thinking about the other one, the newer one. The one where it's oh, like... Oh, Broken Age? Yeah, Broken Age. Yeah, yeah I have that on PC. I, I played a little bit of it, but not, not very much. First half, super easy. Second half, pull your hair out hard that's how i lost all my hair actually is playing broken age <laughs> all right uh what else do i got i got oh they, i thought this was cute they have an overwatch parody coming to world of warcraft so this is from ign and it says as detailed in wowhead's breakdown of the brawlers guild fights brawlers guild is something that's been in wow before but is coming back there'll be new rank six bosses like hudson a gorilla with a barrier pack or barrier projector jump pack and tesla cannon Hudson, because Winston and Winston the Ghostbuster was played by Ernie Hudson. So oh weird. <laughs> Stuff Shrew, a character with a maniacal laugh and bombs. Meanwhile, Dupree is a cowboy who takes a long time to aim, but does between 2,925,000 damage and 3,075,000 damage when he finally fires. That's great. And apparently there's... Uh, Data mining suggests we'll see Blinker, who's Tracer, Borgut, who's Roadhog, Render, who's Reaper, Steingart, who's Mercy? No, wait for it, Rein- Reinhardt. So apparently we'll get to see lots of parodies from the WoW team, making fun of their buddies over in Overwatch. <laughs> Sounds cool. Almost makes me want to get back into WoW, but no thanks. What do you got? What do you have for uh, So you and I had an interesting 3v3 uh, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> which we had never seen before and I hadn't heard of it but now that it, we it once like we saw it it's acid. it's everywhere uh <laughs> the the may ice wall exploit on um ego point uh antarctica <laughs> oh, for the yeah. 3v3 and also apparently it can happen in another piece of news the new overwatch map oasis has been released and apparently the may wall exploit works in that map too oh my god so Dylan so. and I had some fun yesterday just fooling around in a 1v1 custom uh, on Oasis, which is fun. I like doing 1v1s because it's so weird and different from Overwatch normal. But yeah, that the new maps are really cool. It's control points, so it's three different maps within the one bigger map. Um, but I really liked it. What did you guys think of the new map? It's like too beautiful. <laughs> you get distracted. 
uh, by how good it looks. Yeah, it's all like at sunset. It's like really nice. Yeah. I, I also know. find it. I find it. Maybe it's just because I've only played probably seven or eight matches on it at this point. But I think it's. I find it more complicated than the other maps as far as like pathing to get to where you need to be. And then once you're there, it seems like there's just stuff all around you to it's like not, cover. It's not that complicated once you wander around it, but it's a little overwhelming at first mm-hmm. because there's, there's a lot of obstacles in your way. Yeah, It's pretty much just a straight line. Like a lot of them, but like, I think on that one, there's that like ledge that hangs over the point, And there's also like a sniper's perch to the right of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's really interesting. And there's apparently a jump pad on another level. I think the one with traffic, <laughs> I saw a, I saw a Bastion in turret form doing that yesterday. He like got on the jump pad, got in turret form, and was like watching the oh sky and shooting God. people. That sounds miserable. <laughs> they, I saw. I think it was a tweet from Blizzard. I don't know if it was photoshopped or what, but it was pretty funny. It was like uh, someone. It was like an exchange on social media. I think through their Facebook account, maybe. And it was like somebody was like, "I can't wait to get hit by cars," and they're like, "We release a new map with a jump pad, and all anyone wants to do is get hit by cars and like unsmiley face like from <laughs> the official account." It's like <laughs> what a weird comment. That's pretty. Funny. Uh, I, I I did immediately want to run into traffic i saw that one ptr glitch where widowmaker hooked a car and just goes flying and then gets hit by another <laughs> oh, one. i've seen that that's funny. oh that's great um yeah but the the thing is with this 3v3 exploit thing basically trav and i were playing a 3v3 on antarctica and it allows may to like break the walls she breaks through the level geometry and like snipes you from the walls and so trav and i were basically powerless we're like cowering in fear hoping our and like our teammate had one guy who could do it and their team had one guy at least one guy who could do it and then they somehow got a mccree in the wall who was like sniping us through the walls it was just a bear in the wall too yeah it was insane i guess maybe the may could ice wall them and put them in the ceiling i guess maybe you could do it that way yeah that makes sense i guess as much as anything can make sense. Yeah. I also saw a Speaking widow of... on top of the helicopter. Is that normal? Helicopter? What helicopter? In the back of Eco Point, there's like a helicopter, and I don't think widows allowed up there. <laughs> really? <laughs> but it was at the same time someone was doing that May ice wall exploit. Yeah, it's probably somehow. I don't even know there was a helicopter there. That's crazy. It's so cheap. Hopefully it'll get patched if it hasn't been already in this recent patch. People are very was... upset. Yeah. Yeah, it's on Kotaku, people getting upset about it. I was upset, but I was also sort of just, like, mind-blown. I'm like, yeah. there, are, there are, you know, after a while of playing this game, we've been playing pretty continuously since it came out, and it's just like, wow, I think you see that. <laughs> Once you think you've seen everything, and they, you know, it continues to surprise you in weird ways. Yeah. Speaking of which, I, I watched this video on your Overwatch, the YouTube channel, about how great Roadhog was, so I started playing Roadhog, and I was like, you're right, he's great, he's amazing. So, of course, Roadhog's hook is getting finally nerfed as soon as I start to really love the character. So, a lot of people complain that he hooks you from around corners, so apparently that won't happen anymore. Uh, And he also won't fling you into different positions, he'll apparently always pull you immediately towards his front, which could be better for Yeah, that's actually why I think it's not that bad of a nerf, is because people, it's been getting more common that when Roadhog hooks people... By the time they get there, especially, like, if it's a Genji, he's, like, jumping up above. Like, you don't get a clean shot on him like you should. So this should hopefully also fix that. So it's got a a little bit of a bonus with it, too. Yeah, I I hope it's okay. I mean, the way people talk about it, they're like, good, fuck you, Roadhog. (laughs) Next nerf Symmetra. And I'm just like, god damn it. Why does everyone hate these people? I like everyone being super powerful. I I think Uh, Symmetra is a little... They need to do something. Yeah. 
Really? Maybe 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 make her 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 beam thing like charge up a little bit slower because I feel like you guys she just, just like wait she just she just wades into everybody and like there's like a th- group of three and they're just all gone. I have not had a problem with her. Once I don't have a problem with her with patch. with medium to long range characters, but uh, close range characters. There's like who's nothing. who's a close range character that you're she playing? Ruins like Ryan or Roadhog or Diva. Yeah, yeah. she destroyed. You could just hit her as Ryan. You could just hit her like twice and she's I, dead. I know, but if you hit her and she falls back out of your range to hit her again, then totally. charge she can get back and well, yeah, <laughs> hit her with the fire she's strike. tiny. <laughs> yeah, she is tiny. The fire strike is wider. Than also, she is. no one, no one get the wrong impression that Shore saying just fire striker makes him like he's not some great Ryan player either. So I, I'm I'm amazing. At yeah. every character, I want everyone to know this. Like all console players, I'm vastly superior to all PC players in every way. <laughs> Send all hate mail for this comment to at t o'brien. Classic. Uh, let's see. The last news item I have is that Ariana Grande mm-hmm. of uh, Sam and Cat fame mm. uh, is. Uh, star is starring in a new Final Fantasy mobile game as a hooded singing rabbit lady who uses her powers of song to no doubt um, save the world. I don't know. The game itself looked kind of interesting. It was like a turn-based mobile game that looked like a Super Nintendo game, and apparently you can summon or interact with classic Final Fantasy characters, which sounded fun. Mm. Um, I thought this was interesting because I had met and worked with Ariana Grande on an episode of Sam, of Cat, and Sam and Cat that I was on, one of my few TV appearances in L.A. <laughs> and Ariana Grande swore like a sailor and was very rude to me, so I hope the game <laughs> tanks and that it ruins her career. No, <laughs> it, don't worry, it will. Let me t- the game is called Final <laughs> Fantasy Brave Exvius. Nice. Who comes up with these names? I don't know, man. I mean, whoever thought it would be the Final Fantasy with the first one, right? Um, I don't know. Uh, Just like Dead or Alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But, I mean, I, 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 nothing can stop Ariana Grande. She's a donut-looking monster who will be with us forever. <laughs> um, but uh, you still have some news items yeah. left, don't you? Uh, so... To the surprise of no one, uh, Persona and Mass Effect Andromeda are not going to appear on the Switch. <gasps> what? Which I don't see. What it's like I said, it's it's a slow news time. People are trying to get <laughs> stuff out. We're doing the same thing here. This isn't really news, obviously. Persona may be a little bit more so Wait, than Mass Effect. Wait, tell them about Pokemon obviously. Snap. Don't, oh yeah, don't bury the Sorry. lead. Pokemon Snap is coming on the, out on the Wii U Virtual Console for nine ninety nine tomorrow, the fifth of January. Oh. So the 5th of January, you'll probably hear this later than that, because I'm yeah. definitely not editing that fast. Too <laughs> lazy. So you could be already playing Pokemon Snap, a game you could have already been playing on the Wii U regular virtual console. But now, oh, that's right. you can play it on the on Wii U virtual console, where because of the lack of other connectivity support, you can't use the gamepad as a camera. Like, you totally fucking should be able to use it. Like, why didn't they release... Uh, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. This is for the, the topic later. Well, I just want to say, you're not wrong. That should be a thing. I would not play the game that way. I don't like moving the gamepad around. Yeah, that's but that's because you're very lazy. And that's because you don't like to move. You just like to sit there and let the dogs lick your feet. Let's be honest. That's gross. <laughs> you don't even shower. You just <laughs> let the dogs lick your feet all day. You cover them in chocolate as an incentive. And then oh, the dogs that's... get sick. <laughs> you're a monster. That's... That's that's gross. On that topic, my cat just bit me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. At least he didn't sneeze in your eye. 
Oh, God. oh my God. We didn't tell that story, right? No. I have Kolar on to get that thing. Yeah. Kolar's cat. I slept over at our friend Kolar's house. Dirty. And I was sleeping on the couch, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and his cat was sitting on top of me, and it, like, spit in my eye. It, like, dribbled water from its mouth Whoa. into my eyeball. And I woke up, and I had been sleeping with my contacts in, and I had to throw them out. And my eyes were just, like, permanently red. for the- I had, like, conjunctivitis, cat junctivitis for, like, cat the next two days. I don't know. It was horrible. And that's exactly what Ariana Grande will do with her like cat ears and stuff. And she spits on you. So stay away from her. It's serious. She's she's diseased, man. I swear. This is not... <laughs> We're going to get sued. She's a lovely girl. And I really enjoyed working with her. Watch Sam and Cat on reruns. Oh, God. Still waiting on those royalties, by the way. <laughs> Should we move on to yeah, what we've been playing? That's about all I have. Yeah. All right. What have you guys been playing? Uh, I've been playing a whole bunch of stuff when I look at this list. You guys play anything good? We watched Dill play Bloodborne. Yeah. yeah. That's been fun. Still trying to get somewhere in Bloodborne. <laughs> You're on Father Gascoin, right? The, the second boss yeah. still, right? I got to the second boss all on my own, which I was pretty proud right. of. Um, Did not find the shortcut, though. No, no. And that's, <laughs> Hey, yeah. so I don't want to spoil anything, Dill, but... Did you happen to meet anyone on your way to see the? He got box? the music box. Yeah. Okay, he's got right. it. I got We've been box. to do it. I I hear that apparently you can use it four times and kill him in under a minute thirty. So that'll be our next time through. I We're think, gonna try to do that. I, I think if you use it, it stuns him for a second. But he also his his transformation will happen faster if you. Use uh, it. I don't think Dill's even gotten to the transformation yet. No. That's why I was hesitant to say it. Yeah, but that's not a spoiler. Every every boss in Bloodborne transforms at some point. Sure, whether or not it's already. big or small. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I said he had a second phase. I don't think, I don't think you can really spoil it because you'll be like, oh whoa, and you'll be dead. Yeah, Just but you like don't. Within a second. You don't. Let, you don't like lore, so you don't think you can spoil anything in those games. I mean. Well, I don't think I can spoil anything that's, like, pure cerebral. Because your spoilers are always, like, you know who that guy was? It was that guy's dog from, like, six scenes ago. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Why does that matter? That's nothing. That doesn't make even matter. It's like, that guy, that was his brother. And they were actually in love. I'm like, okay, thanks. That really changes everything. Like, a spoiler You make Dark Souls sound like a, uh, like a soap opera. It is. It's Downton Abbey. It's the same exact thing. If you've never played Dark Souls, just imagine it's Lady Mary Crawley giving everyone shady looks. That's the entire game. It's dead There's Downton no difference. Abbey. Everyone's dead. <laughs> dead to um, So yeah, we watched that. We're, you and I have been streaming Dark Souls 2, so we'll probably continue doing that at some point. You can follow us on Twitch. I'm at Shorster on uh, Twitch, or just Shorster on Twitch, and we also have The Entitled Gamer on Twitch, and we'll be hosting one or another, and we'll probably host uh, Dill playing Bloodborne at some point, so follow yeah. us on on Twitch uh, to see that happen. Dark Souls 2, pretty fun, although Trav just coaches me into dying in interesting ways. I'm 30 seconds behind, I don't know what you want me to do. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, because he's watching it. We're doing it in a weird way where he's like, we're in party chat. He's watching on stream while coaching me in real time. So I can hear his voice in real time. But his video is always 30 seconds behind. But he's still it's like, still, go this way. Kiss still that worked. dragon you, on the mouth. It'll you, just, you'll get good luck. And I'll you be beat okay. the pursuer. It worked. Like, my yeah, advice whatever. worked. You did beat him. <laughs> that was all my skill, though. Yeah, on <laughs> your 17th try. <laughs> At least Peter Serafinowicz was nice to me. He lured me into that cage. It was a fun mm-hmm. time. You're not done um, with Peter Serafinowicz. The tick. It's the tick. <laughs> um, 
so I, uh, man, what do I, I just finished Skyrim with mods, and my last, my last thought about Skyrim, I feel like no one needs to talk really more about Skyrim, because we've all, we've been playing it for years, it's been out, everyone knows Skyrim, uh, but, like, the one thing I will say that's a criticism of Skyrim that I didn't think about before, in, in, um, comparison to modern games, and games like The Witcher, although I don't really know if The Witcher does this really either because the witcher is sort of like a sprawling whatever but my, my my major criticism is that like you do all these major guild quests in skyrim and like you none of those major quests really intersect in any way like you're the dragonborn you can become head of like three different organizations and in no way do any of those individual seats of power really matter except in like the last scene where you're like he's like why are you worthy you're like well i'm the president of this club and you can say any one of your your clubs. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll fight you to the death. And you're like, okay. So none of the stuff I did really mattered. It was all just sort of fun. I mean, it's fun no matter what. Mods make it even more fun. But, like, I, I just wish, like, a lot of modern games do this. Where it's like, you know, the choices you make have an impact. And it, it often feels like each individual section of Skyrim is... Uh, is like a different episode of a TV show written by a totally different author. And they just didn't communicate at all. Like, they don't really I, intersect in any way. I, I actually wanted to talk to you about this because I was thinking about this earlier because I am, at the moment, I I kind of want to start playing Skyrim again just to get through yeah. it with everything because I never did the DLC or anything. But I'm also at the point where I'm starting to feel like I want to start Blood and Wine for Witcher 3. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about, like, you know, the, the more I think about it, the more I, I see, like, Skyrim and Witcher, for how much they get compared to each other, are yes both technically RPGs, but they are they could not be more different RPGs I, to me. Oh yeah, mm. I mean they're like, incredibly different. But I mean you're talking about like top of the line in Witcher, most modern medieval fantasy game, and we're talking about the remaster of a game that's like what six or seven. Well, years Well, I mean old even even point? compare it to the storytelling in Fallout. Like I think just Bethesda does does things differently than most people yeah, that make RPGs now. I agree. Like they deal in in. Um, they deal in like more just kind of okay stuff for you to do, but it's still fun because you're you have a character that you're taking through and leveling up, whereas a lot of the games like uh Dragon Age main story stuff, I guess, and then Witcher is it's more just there's not quite as many systems in play, but the story what is What do you mean by systems? The, well like for instance, in Skyrim you can go on a you can just walk across the countryside and pick a million different plants and bugs and stuff and then try to find out <laughs> what they cause, you know, if they restore health. Or they, I'm going to eat poisonous. this butterfly and see right. if it's poisonous. Exactly. And and then you can go to an alchemy station and, and build a bunch of crazy strong potions if you want to right, do that. Right. You can't do that in Witcher. Like, you can... There are preset potions that you can make in Witcher, and they're all cool and they have really awesome effects, and there's a lot of them, but there's no, like, free-form make your own spell thing or make your own you, uh, you have less room for creativity right in of of what you're gonna do and how you're gonna do it in the witcher but right. i think not that that's because, bad like that 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 leads no, to no a more, no i understand what you mean there's structured experience different. that right that will... and also the witcher is an adaptation it's a story of Geralt, so it's mm-hmm. not like you're making your own character who right. has their own like skyrim is all about you know you're this whoever you're the dragonborn you can be any of these races. You can be, and with mods, you can invent races. You could be a snow elf or something, and um, it's like, you know, whatever you 
whatever adventure you want to have, basically, that's your your adventure. And I guess that's why the criticism is that the the main story is not that good, and it, and it really isn't that good. I thought it was better at the time. I think it's like, I think it's a good plot, like. Mm-hmm in that exciting events happen at every turn. Like, I think it would be an exciting movie. I love right. like, going up on the mountain and seeing the dragon and, and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, it it's uh, definitely some of the, the sub-quests are better than others. Like, I think the Dark Brotherhood is so lame. Like, it, the Thieves' Guild gets really good, and the Dark Brotherhood never really gets cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Mage's College is just, like, a thing of, it's like, everyone there is supposed to be the smartest magicians and wizards and stuff in the world. And they just are like, what's this giant orb? I don't know. Let's unleash its power, I guess. And it's just like, no, everything you're doing, it's an ancient art. It's like in um, Prometheus where the alien biologist is like, what's this snake thing? Better try to kiss oh, it yeah, in my face. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, that's not a smart idea, man. You should know. Don't touch it if it's an alien. That's like step number one of biology. Mm-hmm. Don't interact with this strange thing. You haven't studied it all yet. Uh but yeah, I mean, I mean, Witcher is a. I think it's it's hard to say because they are different experiences, right. and like, and Witcher is newer. Like Witcher has that on its side, you know, that it's it's what four years newer. I think it's not as versatile, so I think there's more replay factor in Skyrim, mm-hmm. in that you could just really get lost and screw around. But Skyrim isn't as um, creative as it could be, like without mods magic is still shittier than using weapons which kind of mm-hmm. sucks and like you can pretty much level up a character who's like great with two-handed weapons and also stealth and also these other things like if you're just playing continuously forever there's no real reason to play it a bunch of times although you can because like there aren't that many different ways to go about it really i mean there's a lot of different things to do and you can end the story pretty much at whatever, whenever you want, once you're at, like, level 30 or something. And you can go, like, this, my character with mods and stuff was, like, level 105 or something. But, like, and I was, like, really, like, scouring every inch of the map that I hadn't been to before. And it was a lot of fun. Like, I didn't get tired of it. And at the end, I was, like, I beat the main quest and I'm standing atop this mountain. And I'm just, like, oh, it was so beautiful. I have nothing left to do. Like, it's a real addictive game. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Because it doesn't have a tight story, there was never a moment, like, uh, at the end of Blood and Wine, which I won't speak to what happens, but at the end of Blood and Wine, I felt, like, a deep sorrow. And, like, at the end of The Last of Us, I was, like, literally weeping with, like, a mix of joy and sadness. And it's, like, there's no moment like that. There's no profoundly emotional moment in Skyrim. It's just, like, you do a lot of cool stuff. I think that's the difference. Like, the the ending of Witcher 3... Most of Bethesda games... Like, cause I, I haven't played, uh, Skyrim or Witcher, but I've played Fallouts and I, yeah. I feel the same right, way. You played Fallout 4. That was yeah. like one of the first games you got, right? Yeah. The first. On PS4? Yeah. But that's the game. Yeah. I mean, and I Trav and I really way. like New Vegas a lot. Uh, the PS3 one, even though it's a totally broken ass janky game, but that was Obsidian and that's a unique game in a lot of ways, but like, yeah. But again, you're not. There's not a lot of really emotional moments in New Vegas. No. It's just sort of like a fun thing. But like, it's also it's. I find it more interesting. Like just the you know, yeah, it's more the, fun the other and... factions in New Vegas are far more interesting than like the Brotherhood of Steel and Fallout Three. Right. It's just it. Sometimes certain games I think hit a sweet spot of um, content, and mm-hmm. I think the problem with Fallout Four for me in a lot of ways is that when I first played it, like the second time I went through it, I had more fun. But like 
the first time I went through it, I was like just hitting all the major stops. And I'm just like, none of this is really doing it for me. Yeah. Like Nick Valentine came the closest to like being like, oh, this guy's cool. He's a cool design, cool, interesting thing. But he's also just kind of cliche in a lot of ways. There's, there wasn't a lot of depth beyond what you see is what you get. And I think that's like kind of the problem with, there's just so much content in these Bethesda games that like no one thing becomes so fully rounded. It's like just as, as you're starting to turn the corner on something, it's like, well, check out this other thing. It's not like Witcher where you spend so much time with the Bloody Baron that you're like, mm-hmm. I kind of like him a little now or I really hate him, but I like at least I know more about him. Like you can have a different discussion. You could have a discussion about like what Triss Mary like <laughs> Trav and I have these stupid discussions all the time about the Witcher. Like what what does Triss really want? Who's better for Geralt? Like it's you can have that, but in like a Sky in a Bethesda game, you're like, Yeah, I tried to fuck Piper or whatever, and it was kind of fun. Then mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to fuck Curie because she's a robot and that's cool. <laughs> and it's like it's not like yeah. in in The Witcher, it's like you have there's this character and like I don't know. It just there's, feels there's like, more emotion in Witcher. There's there's Yeah. The the payoff the the ending of The Witcher Three is, uh, well, there's a couple a, endings. A, well, too. Right. Well, the the one I got and, and I read all of them. It seems like all of them would be like it's one of the most like emotional game endings I've ever played. Yeah. Especially it's, considering that it was like eighty hours <laughs> of a game. It wasn't you know like like Last of Us also was a super emotional ending, and that was you know. 15, 20 hours, you know? Yeah. Well, t- well, to seg this into what I just finished today, too, is Uncharted 4, mm-hmm. and that's another game. I won't go into details on this. I'm thinking about at some point doing a spoiler segment on it, but um, the the that, that was a great emotional journey, and what I liked about that game, specifically without spoiling anything, but just talking generally about it, was that it seemed that Naughty Dog, who made The Last of Us and then went on to Uncharted 4, seemed to learn that there, I, I felt like Uncharted 3 was pushing for some sort of, like, deeper narrative gravitas that it hadn't earned. Like, it was trying to make a dramatic, sad, depressing journey out of what had previously been a fun, lighthearted adventure movie in right. the past two games. Whereas Uncharted 4 found moments of, like, quiet, thoughtful drama amidst all the, the fun and chaos. Like, mm-hmm. it found, like, real yeah. moments of humanity. They weren't deeply profound or really new but within the context of this kind of game, like compare that to Just Cause 3 where just like nothing lands or any of the Just Cause games, any most action games where it's like this is all a joke. Even like Grand Theft Auto, which is like the pinnacle of whatever. You talk about like compare anything in Uncharted 4, another AAA game to, you know, the, one of the biggest AAA games of all time, Grand Theft Auto, where your character's in a therapy session and everything's treated for a joke and none of the characters are that likable. It's like, eh, this doesn't really work. So even if it's trite, the little sappy moments in uncharted 4 are like i thought they they worked really well for me and i guess that depends on how much you like the characters in general but um i I thought that game was really fun and just i mean the best part of that game to me like they had a lot of new systems and stuff like that the combat's still a little janky the stealth i thought was a little bit janky compared especially to metal gear where it's like when and batman it's like you've done it so well in some other games it's hard to love it when it's not as good but Mm -hmm. like just jumping around, sliding, using the piter, and like grabbing on the stuff is so mm. much fun. Yeah, it's like, never been better. The gameplay part of it, the shooting's roughly the same, maybe a little bit better. They added an auto aim thing if it, if you really hate it, but like the actual gameplay of that game has probably never been better. 
it's so fun and it's so pretty too mm-hmm. and like all the like goonies-esque aspects of it later on in the game like it's so fun like i i i really dug it i had a also great time I, I just want to say i love that start screen when you first boot up the game oh yeah i love that but you love pirates right you love assassin's yeah. creed 4 I, as yeah. well so yeah there's a lot of good pirate stuff in that game it's just a great it's a really great game like i i thought I, I waited a long time to get into it because i was like three digits didn't do it for me but i was like oh the everyone says this game is good and i love last of us so much all right and i'm just like it was so satisfying and it's it's a fast game especially because it's fun and it's it's it can be challenging some of the fights are challenging but it's never frustrating i i think it does the the puzzles in that game are a little bit dumb yeah but they are they're like it's like they don't want you to get stuck because they know right. how frustrating getting stuck is, but they also didn't think of any puzzles that were particularly <laughs> fun. So yeah. you're just sort of like playing a Sudoku yeah, you're just going for 30 emotions. minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's not that great. Um, what else? What else have you guys been playing? Uh, I played a little bit of Enter the Gungeon recently, about eight hours right. I put into That's, it. That's um, um, a roguelike. We've been right. trying to define roguelike <laughs> for the past six years now. Yeah. It's it's fun. I uh, one of the reasons I was playing is because I was trying to get better uh, about aiming on my mouse because I mostly play on a console. Um, oh right! I, I I already ditched the mouse and hooked up a controller and started playing that way. <laughs> and I got much farther than I was with the uh, mouse. Wait, is it top down or is it? What's uh, it it's like? it's it's mostly top down. It's you're looking at it from above. It's not quite like right above your character, but yeah, it's 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 uh it's like Isaac or. Okay. Nuclear yeah. Throne or something. The perspective is a little bit more pulled out than Isaac is, and the rooms aren't you know just squares. But uh, yeah, you just go through. You can flip tables and stuff to stop projectiles. It's more. It's a. It's a bullet hell game where you you need to <laughs> bullet just, hell. Yeah, like you know those old school like arcade games where you're flying a ship and there's just bullets everywhere that you need to like, oh, yeah, like right, get through. Right. It's like that. Uh, you have a dodge roll. Uh, similar to something like in Dark Souls where you press the button and you're in the air and, and then you hit the ground and uh, while you're in the air you're completely invulnerable uh, and once you hit the ground you can be hit so you, you can actually roll through bullets um, to that's to your favorite thing them. invincibility frames you love <laughs> yeah. those things um, it's it's really fun it's really hard um, it took me a long time just to get past the second floor and I've only been to the fourth floor once I think there's five floors. See, um, Dill, it's just like you and Father Gascoigne. Yeah. That's everybody. It seems like you guys really like hard games. I like easy games. <laughs> I, I don't really like hard games. I, I don't mean, really I don't either, like... actually. I get frustrated. The only reason I like Dark Souls is because you carry over your progress. Like, That's, if you I was thinking that pick up too. items or something, they stay in your inventory. The only thing you lose is souls. I was thinking like, if I die too. in Witcher or something, I get frustrated because I, you know, if I have to go back and recollect shit, like, it annoys me. Yeah, because with Dark Souls, I was like, okay, at least I can go level up my guy now. To, right. to get a little bit right. stronger, you know. I I almost um, I wanted to suggest to you guys a, to pitch an episode that we did about games that are our favorite hard games or memorably hard <laughs> games because <laughs> the game I I pitch or the game that made me think about this is I just started playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Oh yeah, which is did you play that? Yeah, not all the oh, way my through God. though. <laughs> okay, so. Donkey Kong Country Returns, the Wii one, mm-hmm. and the and 3DS, that game is one of the most frustrating and infuriating games I've ever played. Like, it should be fun. It, it should be. And it's just so hard. Yeah. It's, like, harder than the Super Nintendo ones by far. And, like, Tropical Freeze is, like, a little bit nicer, but it's still surprisingly brutal. And the controls are so weird. Like, 
since, like, why does Donkey Kong need to press a button to grab onto a vine? No video game character needs yeah, this. Why yeah. are you doing this to me? Like, why are all the jumps, like, you gotta make it to, it's just, like, so brutal. Like, I feel like if you bought this game for your kid, you hate your kid, and you didn't even realize <laughs> it. Like, it's so mean. It's, like, the most colorful fun. Like, buy them Rayman. At least Rayman is, like, kind of gentle at some times. Yeah. Rayman's it's hard, so too, mean. but Rayman's still awesome. I feel like Rayman... I wanted to do, almost wanted to do an episode. It was think, making me think of, like, because I love Donkey Kong Country games. Those games mm-hmm. on Super Nintendo are some of my favorite. I was thinking about, like, the best 2D platformers because there are elements of Tropical Freeze that are, like, the most fun you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, they're always balanced out by, like, an infuriating component. It feels like the game was made by, like, two teams of designers that are like, kids will really enjoy this moment when all the pigs throw bananas to you and it's really loving <laughs> and careful. And then the next guy's like, and then, like, a buzzsaw, like, crushes your fucking head because you stood still <laughs> for too long. And it's like, who are these guys? It's like, it feels like a divorced couple made the game. It's like the War of the Roses going on psychologically in the game as it happens. It's really bizarre. Um, but... <laughs> It's addictive, too. It was hard to pull myself away from it after I started playing it. Um, There's a weird follow-up going from something really narrative like Uncharted to something completely (laughs) non-narrative like this insane game. I mean, it's kind of narrative. I mean, Penguins took over Kong Island, so, you know, that's pretty serious. (laughs) Yeah. I've also been playing a a PC game called Tyranny, which is a isometric uh, RPG with real-time, plausible combat, kind of in the vein of, like, a Baldur's Gate. the weird morality choices that you've had to go through right? right basically you start the game and there is a being named kairos that has been trying to take over the world basically <laughs> and i don't actually know Sounds if it's like a Jesuit male or female I've, I've seen i've seen kairos referred to as both so i don't actually know if kairos has a gender but uh progressive it seems to be like some kind of being like it's not like a human it's like a you know some kind of god or something um, okay. but like, so Kairos was trying to take over the world and he, Kairos basically like he did it. Um, <laughs> and that's where the game starts. You're one of his law men, basically like you just, you enforce his, his rule. You're the Dwight Schrute of evil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there's many, there's ways you can go about it, but there's not always a like, like if, if you need to go take over this village he may say hey if you need to get this done in four days and if it's not done i'm killing everyone in the village (laughs) like including you including all my troops just like god wow Um, it's so biblical so kids will love it so you can try to go through there and be nice to everyone but if you do you may run out of time and Uh it's not super like it's not that hard to make the time as long as you're not like sleeping constantly um, <laughs> Why would you be sleeping, guys? Well, because like you need to rest to recoup all your all your uh, health and everything. Sometimes if you get wounded, <laughs> and that takes eight you hours. Playing this like lazy ass enforcer <laughs> who just goes to villages and like yeah. chats people up and falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck kind of dictator are you? You're um, but like, there's not always a oh well. You seem like a nice person, so I'm going to let you go. Like that's very rare that you can actually be a good person the best you can do is try to enforce the law to save as many people as you can. Um, you know, like you may run into someone that is going against you. Like you don't necessarily disagree with them, but if you show them mercy, they'll just waste more of your time. So you may decide like just, you you just have to kill them. 
like even if you don't want to, you just you have to. Otherwise, everyone in the village might die. So it has interesting choices like that. I'm, I think I'm relatively close to the end. I'm at least halfway through. It's it's interesting. It's I don't normally play uh, isometric RPGs like this, so I'm trying to get into them. But it seems like a really good one so far. If you're into any in the uh, like Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale or any of those games that came out in like the early 2000s, if you're into any of those, I'd say give it a shot. All right, Dale. What have you been playing? Uh, Bloodborne, like we said. Um, right, right, right. Which I. I'm encouraged by I uh <laughs> I don't like hard Gotta games. Use that music box. Yeah, yeah. But I like it. Um, You're right there, Dale. The if you can get past don't... the second boss, the game's going to open up a little bit more. All right. Yeah, then you get to fight blood-starved beast and hate yourself again. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, it's optional. I It's not really that optional. It's optional. That whole area is optional. Yeah, I know, but uh, what are you, yeah, well, okay, fine. It is optional. Technically, you should do it, but it's technically yeah, optional. Exactly. I bought uh, Watch Dogs. Ah, um, uh, wait, the new one or the old? The one? old one. <laughs> mm. I I like that game. I but I I played it really slowly. Okay. I played it like a chapter. If you rush through it, it's kind of like he's not a really compelling main character, and he's not. It's not the best story in the world. But if you just sort of have your fun with it, I don't know. I dug it. I, I like. Yeah, I've only played like the it. first maybe twenty minutes, so I'm. I like it though. Yeah, I like it too. It, yeah, it, over, I, Watch Dogs is interesting. I, I like the the hacking parts of it, even if it's relatively simple. Like, there's no hacking mini game or anything. Right. Um. Well, I mean, there. I think there is one, but it's not like you have to do it every time. Like sometimes you just press a button. Right. Um. But it's I, it's it's interesting. It's just not. I think people don't like it because. That was like the first next gen game that everybody saw, and it got really toned down compared to yeah, right. what they originally showed I mean, it as. It's it's No Man's Sky. It's like it's the same idiot hype syndrome, right? Where it's like it's worse than the Sonic cycle. It's <laughs> like everyone gets so excited about these games. It's like it's gonna change fucking everything. And it's like, what are you excited about? You've seen four minutes of gameplay. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's like I think they're announcing like two seconds of Mass Effect Andromeda, whatever tonight. I'm just like, oh yeah, fucking, like just let me play. I'm gonna buy it. I know I'm gonna. The only way I'm not gonna buy it is if it gets like some insanely bad reviews. You know what I mean? Like, and they're pretty out. I mean, it's. It's just crazy to me that like people get so hyped, but yeah, I think a lot of people were were expecting you know Watch Dogs to be a dick sucking simulator, and when it wasn't, they were like, "Oh God, yeah, I can't it's just an open world game." Yeah, it's this, this that main isn't... character does suck though. That's I will say that, <laughs> but like all me, I mean Adam Jensen also sucks. Like the, every hey, man. of these, they hey. all suck. I'm 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 cool because I look like Neo and I wear a trench. <laughs> it's just like the the. It's like the loserist nerd's idea of what cool is. You know what I mean? It's like he's yeah. wearing a duster. It's cool. His sunglasses attached to his face. That's cool. It's sciency. That's it's weird. Like, yeah, you're inspector. It, does, it always looks weird Just when shut... he does it. Yeah, he's an. It, they're all terrible. Like Nathan Drake is the coolest, I think, because he's like lovable. He's like relatably lovable. But even so, he's still a dorky American game. Yeah, player, you know what yeah. I mean. Like yeah. he's, he's still kind of trite. I think the coolest guy is probably Joel from Last of Us because he's actually say. cool. Yeah. He's at least probably the most interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's he feels like a fleshed out character. Ellie's really cool too. They're both mm-hmm. cool. Clearly. Um. All right. So you got Watch Dogs. Anything else? Uh, I've been playing uh, Bro Force. You guys played that? Right, right, right. No, I have not. I played, played a little bit of it. Not much though. Yeah, I fell in love with that game uh, when it came out just because. 
like the range of the different characters and how like what kind of game is it it's just a side scrolling like classic uh side scroller shooter um but each character you unlock randomly and they have different weapons and different weapon sets um you're playing it on ps4 right yeah is shuhei yoshida is one of the characters in that game right is that uh that's the the like first party sony guy oh i think so i think he's in the i think he's in that game which i thought was really funny when they added him yeah just some sony executive (laughs) in one of their games (laughs) yeah it's all other it's all action stars so it's like Mm. and then they add the word bro into their name so like the brominator um (laughs) who else like uh bro giver and so like oh yeah that's i remember that yeah so it's got a lot of comedy, but then I, I really like the gameplay because it's so um, insane. They all have different abilities, right? Yeah, exactly. Each character has a different ability. So you, you get kind of thrown for a loop when you get a character you don't like their ability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they get you don't get to choose? No. It's random. Oh, yeah, I think it's like crazy. random every time you die, right? You just respawn with a new guy? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. All right, that could be interesting. Yeah, check that I think one out. It, it, I think it was free at some point. Yeah, I probably. I PS think Plus. I do have it on PS Plus, but that's the yeah, only reason I, I have it. It's because free. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other game I've been playing is I've been replaying Dual Destinies, the Phoenix Wright 3DS one, the first mm-hmm. 3DS one. Um, I bought the DLC thing for that, but I haven't played it yet. I've been basically playing through that whole series slowly but surely. That game, I love those games. I like to play them right before I go to bed, because if the trials are really boring, it'd put me right out. It's like reading Moby Dick. Um, yeah, that's all on my ends. Anybody else got anything? No, I think we're good. Um, Alright, then let's move on right now to our topic, our major topic, which is how would you run Nintendo? Now we got Dill here, who's like a major Nintendo fan. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Although I never played Pokemon, <laughs> so that kind of wait. So you haven't played any of them? No. Uh, oh wow! When I was little, I hated like uh, intense RPGs. So I've I've played Zeldas when I got older, but I never went ah. back and played uh, Pokemon's. So, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. And Trav, you had a similar experience with Pokemon, right? Where you played the old ones, but didn't play. You liked played, some of them, but I had played a red, out blue. With it, right? I played uh, blue and silver, and then I stopped for a while and didn't play another one until black one. I think. Hmm. I played, but I played like blue and yellow and silver, and I think that's where I stopped. But I liked them a lot. Like I loved when I played Pokemon Blue when I was a kid. I was obsessed. With regards to Pokemon, I feel like I've, I've, I'm just like a serious Poke. Like when they show those characters in the game who are like the Poke addict or Poke fan who are like on the ground collecting Pokeballs like insanely, or like the big guy dressed as Pikachu, like that's me. Like I don't want to be that guy. Um, a guy that Nintendo has actually made fun of. They've made fun of people like me, adult fans of their games. They make fun of you and me, Dill. Yeah. <laughs> with their character Tingle, who's an adult man in Legend of Zelda series who dresses like a fairy and says, I want to be a fairy. That's that that was like the whole point of that character Tingle in Legend of Zelda and Majora's Mask was they wanted to make fun of the adult fans of their games. And that's one of my major beefs with Nintendo. Because oh. it it makes them seem like they hate money. Because that's <laughs> like if I ran Nintendo 
I would run it like Disney. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like and like see the way Disney get, ran Star Wars. As soon as they got Star Wars, they made it good again. They made it profitable and they made it fun. They reminded you why you liked it and they did it again. That's what Nintendo should be doing. They shouldn't be creating. And I'm not actually offended by Tangle, but I think it is like it's like they should be turning into that skid a little bit more. They should be like, okay, so we have adult fans who like their games. I mean, clearly most people who are buying these amiibo toys they've created are, are crazy adult collectors very i think fewer of them are children and more of them are just like insane adult collectors i think you're probably right on that they they should be making games that that actually they they quote unquote make games that appeal to everybody but it seems like they don't ever make games that appeal to adults they just right. make games that they make fun I, I games feel, that appeal to children that also will appeal to adults if you like that, you know that theoretically but i feel like even disney and pixar make movies that have emotional journeys that like are theoretically at their best are like if you can watch a toy like toy story 2 or finding nemo like as an adult or the incredibles you can find something like oh this actually was thoughtful in some mm. ways it's not mind-blowing but compared to most movies today it's still a little bit smarter than the rest um, and I feel like I don't need Nintendo to do some crazy big narratives, but we know they're capable of doing great things. They did Ocarina of Time. They've done Super Metroid and Metroid Prime. Yeah. Wind Waker. Um, yeah, Wind Waker. That's a really thoughtful game, too. Yeah. Um, okay, this is this is, this is is my... This, I, I'm just going to get into it. What I would do if I ran Nintendo, <laughs> I would... First of all, I would make a good Metroid game. That would be, like, order of business number Who one. Who would you get to make it? I would make it myself with okay. my bare hands, kind of claymation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't care if it's 2D or 3D. I don't care. I would. You know what I would do? I would travel over to wherever they are, Twycross, England, I think it is, and I would get down on my knees and I would suck Rare's dick and I would beg them <laughs> to come back to me and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. Please stop making shitty games for Xbox. You were the best thing that ever happened to me. We belong together come back save you know because like i just feel like that's that's when things were great now we've got the guys who made metroid prime making donkey kong country games and they're good games but it's just like what happened to metroid prime what happened to they didn't sell man (sighs) metroid doesn't sell that's like one of the problems that i think nintendo sees is that metroid is not a big thing in japan it has a, a following in america but in like you know in the west uh but it's just not it's not Mario or Zelda for them and that's a I would do the same thing I would say hey you guys need to make an awesome Metroid game because no matter what the license is if it is good enough it will get noticed and people will buy it well then just... hire hire the guys who made the swapper or uh, or like work with the guys who made dead space and just be like you do whatever you want with Metroid you know what yeah. I mean like but should it hire, just hire be anyone a, a tight first person shooter? I mean, I don't care. It could be a two. They could do just another Metroid Fusion on 3DS or Switch or whatever. They could do. They could do two versions. Just give me another game that's like a straight sequel to Super Metroid that is the same thing again with new levels and shit. Yeah. Make it look really good. And and you could just at this point just do another Metroid Prime and just make it like a new version of that same first game don't go in all the weird stupid expansive ways that two and three in that series did i think the problem with those games is that instead of the 
Metroid Prime is like Super Metroid in 3D in a perfect way. And Metroid Prime 2 and 3 are like... They're sequels to the idea of Metroid Prime, not sequels to a Metroid game. They become more of what they created in their original title. They, they, they go the wrong way with it. It like goes too far out into its own thing rather than being about the core aspects of Metroid. I mean, like they're still making like some fun Castlevania games, or they have. I mean, that's all it should be. It's like big open map, explore this world, you know, collect keys, find items. Like, you know I don't I see why do it's with... that hard. You know what I would do with Metroid and Castlevania? I would, I think that if you wanted to make a first-person Metroid game, and I know that you said, you know, 2D or 3D, um, but if you, I think that a 8 to 10 hour Metroid game, first-person, that is actually, like, scary and that you need to explore to survive and stuff, I think that would be cool. And granted, I'm not a huge Metroid guy, so I don't know that that would fit, but, and then with Castlevania, I think they should get from software to make a Castlevania game. <laughs> well, Castlevania because Blood, Bloodborne is kind so of will never happen. Konami yeah, and but Kojima I I bet you if you if you machines. if you uh, paid Konami enough, they'd give you Castlevania. <laughs> the way I they're not Bloodborne doing anything was pretty it. much a Castlevania game with the exactly. Wind. Bloodborne um, is basically Castlevania. <laughs> it kind of is. It really is. Um, that makes me happy to think about that. But I and I think in a way, Dead Space is kind of Metroid. Because mm-hmm. um, it's all about finding the keys and getting through doors and weapon upgrades and stuff like that. But even Dead Space, I think I haven't played the third one, but apparently it lost its way. Yeah. And like, uh, but I feel like that's what you really need. I just like, I just want so desperately. I mean, I think Metroid Prime and Super Metroid are two of the greatest games ever. And for some reason, this series, like, we have just like mario for whatever reason because of his resiliency and just the sheer number of his games can survive any number of crappy iterations but like you know samus takes a hit and it's just like next thing you know you have like metroid besties on 3ds federation force and it's like Mm -hmm. what is this game why and that's that's like um that's like my major criticism of nintendo in general is like stop reinventing the wheel like stop thinking that we need a fresh take like make more straight sequels yeah right like but that's um, also kind of my love for them is that they'll think outside the box with some of their characters and then we'll i don't get i don't disagree things. with you Dill. but you know? yeah and to be fair out of the three of us i probably give i probably cut nintendo the least amount of slack mm-hmm. of the three of us yeah. but i just feel like they like it's a classic example is the Star Fox thing. Why not just make right. Star Fox Zero with regular controls like every other game? No, we can't do that because that's not <laughs> Nintendo. We have to give it bullshit fucking gamepad controls just to, to be different. And like everybody hates it because of that. I would have bought that game day one if it had regular controls. I know, and I bought and it, it just wasn't shit. Star Fox sixty four for the millionth time. Like, why do we keep like for some reason? They're obsessed with remaking Star Fox 64, but they can't remake Super Metroid. I just it makes and me they so can't angry. Even make, they can't even remake 64 correctly. Yeah, like it's not hard. That game feels good to play still. Like, the, just well, give like, it normal controls. Yeah, it's when it, it's how they do it, and when it hits, then it hits really hard, like with Wind Waker. Right, but they're I feel like they hit less and less nowadays than they used to. That's but like, yeah. oh yeah, I mean definitely, but I mean like, the thing is. I consider Majora's Mask a pretty straight sequel to Ocarina of Time. Sure. It has sure. one gimmickle. It has one gimmick switch. And, like, aside from the art style and the boat, um, 
Wind Waker is like these seem like really big changes cosmetically, but mm. otherwise it's a pretty straight Zelda game. It right. just doesn't have the same kind of open world. And right. that's the thing with Zelda is like the core mechanics are so tight that like you can change one major thing and that's just what that sequel is about. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like yeah. that's fine. It's not this major gameplay. It's like I think the the Zeldas that I mean besides the CDI ones that are like <laughs> notoriously hilariously awful, like the worst one is the uh the one on DS that you have to control Link with the, the oh, stylus. Because it's just like, that's not how Link moves. Like, we already know. Stop reinventing the wheel. Like, compare that to um, that great one that Capcom made uh, on uh, GBA. Was that Seven Oracle Swords? Seasons and Agents Seasons? No, it's... Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's Minish Cap. Minish Cap oh, yeah. is what it's called. That one's really great and is pretty much just another version of uh, Link to the Past. But mm-hmm. I mean, even even their remake of Link to the Past, Link Between Worlds, with its like item swapping from the store, go do dungeons in any order thing. They're like, it, they they. I remember them saying, "Oh, this was a real revelation for us that you can do it this way." And it's like such a small thing in the game. Like this doesn't matter. Like we've played yeah. so many Zelda games. This isn't that big of a deal. Um, that's the thing that, that I don't get about Nintendo is when they say stuff like that. They're like, oh, we'll think, we'll think so far. Like, it's almost like they, they want to think so far out the, outside the box that they miss the part where they just go a little bit outside of it and still keep the core and still, like, like make it better. That they want to go so far outside the box that they, that they just are completely oblivious to, like, minor incremental changes they could do that would actually make the game better. I do you, did you read that Kotaku article or whatever? I don't know if it's from I read it through Kotaku. I don't know if it's originate originated from there, but about what makes Nintendo weird as a business. Like that whole thing. I always think about it. And it's sort of the reason I I wanted to do this topic, which was that uh, apparently because Nintendo is not just a Japanese company. Like some people, you know, are always like using Japan as a punchline in terms of like, oh, why is that squid selling ladies' panties from a vending machine? Well, who else but Japan? They have crazy game shows and giant fighting robots. It's Japan. They sure hate whales and like all this <laughs> stupid stuff. But it's like, I apparently. You know, first of all, that's like all that weird stuff that we're talking about that's jokey is like not what is not really reflective of Japanese culture. It's just we're taking the weirdest stuff we can find and just assigning it to them in the same way that Americans don't all wear cowboy hats. Right. Uh, But second, Nintendo is not just a Japanese company. It's a Kyoto based company. And that makes it, it Kyoto has some sort of weird corporate culture where it's sort of like, um, american boardroom culture only it has a instead of like one head and everyone else being yes men like an american boardroom culture mm-hmm. it's like everyone on the board must a hundred percent agree with any decision but there are so many producers or people of power who've been with the company for so long that if any one of them blackballs any idea it doesn't go forward so it's only the really weird inventive stuff that makes it through because that's the stuff that everyone's like, that might work. Okay, right. let's try that direction. So you're only going to see something that's like, that feels like it's a 
a visionary idea theoretically because they haven't done that before because when you have a bunch of people who don't want to do the same thing again anything that seems quite slightly conventional can be a reason to blackball it mm. so there there are there's societal and social reasons why nintendo is the way it is but that you know i i don't know where it's, what's what's where sony is based out of but i feel like sony is a good example of another japanese company that seems to be like very profitable right now and doing great things with its brands and interacting with fans and at well, least they, in they know their biggest be... market and they they react to that market which is the west you know yeah. japan is is moving closer to mobile and um you know phones and stuff like that ps4s all of the systems sell better in the West. Sony realized that and decided to, you know, start taking a closer look at their division in the West. And that's been very profitable for them. And I feel like Nintendo should do that, but for whatever reason they won't. I feel like everyone at Nintendo of America is just like a super genial, respectful person who just mm-hmm. like sucks the Japanese divisions. They have to. Headquarters I mean, from what I've heard, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's like if you're not super respectful and part of this culture that is like we all agree that this is great, then it's. But it's like you're not you're not going to have any really great creative ideas come out of a situation like that. I just don't think, like, because the best. <laughs> I think like you you think about like the biggest ideas, the ones that have been these big things. It's like the Wii, right? Mm-hmm. Wii Sports. But, like, nothing on the Wii was more inventive than Wii Sports, which was basically a tech demo for the Wii. Right. Like, there was never a game... Even the sequel to Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, was... Like, that didn't become a household name. Like, some people had it. But, like, you got Wii Sports with the Wii. It's not like Wii Sports became a major brand. And, And compare that to um pokemon go recently which is again this like phenomenon thing that happens both of these things are incredibly shallow fads that Mm. seem like they're indicative of some new boon in gaming but are actually more like pogs or the pet rock or other fads they're beanie babies it's like we obsess over them for two months. Then we think, what the fuck was I doing with that thing? It didn't mean anything. It didn't lead to anything. I just had a Beanie Baby. Right. There's no depth to this experience. Yeah. Pogs isn't even a good game. I mean, the motion well, controls... So, I have to defend the Wii a little bit. Zelda with motion controls was really cool. I enjoyed that. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I love I love the motion controls too, but I'm talking about in terms of consumer appeal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and comparing that to like the the Wii U too, where they're like, "Well, we swung for the fences with one weird console design. Here's another equally weird one." Yeah. So we we just confidently assume people will want this because we did this other random thing. It's also it it, it 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 blows my mind that Nintendo didn't realize that they had so like they yeah the the Wii was a huge a huge hit, but after a few years, no one used it anymore. Like you played a couple Nintendo games every once in a while. Are you, you know, kidding me? It could play Netflix. <laughs> like literally every 20 something person i knew had a wii and had wii sports and used it as a designated netflix box right it was like a roku for netflix they're so like now we can watch the office over and over again that and a lot like, of the people that bought the wii just wanted like you know it was novel to you know actually 
move your wrist to throw a bowling ball down a you know to try to get a strike or whatever and play and play baseball. It was a party game. It was exactly. Like, um, but you're not going to get those. You're not going to get those people to buy a whole new system again. Like you're just not because now now a lot of those people like they're like okay now we have our thing we have our like party thing we have Wii Sports we'll always have that we don't need anything new. Yeah. Like right. Unless you can like blow their mind again, which I still don't. I think the Wii was a fluke. I don't think Nintendo knew that that was going to blow up like it did. I think they were just hoping no. for it. Um, it was you're like not gonna Final get those Fantasy. We talked about Final Fantasy earlier and joked about the name of it. Final Fantasy was thusly named because it was the last-ditch effort of a failing company, and they right. thought, we'll put everything into this last thing. We'll call it Final Fantasy and hope for the best, and it saved the company. So then they're like, ha-ha, now we have Final Fantasy too. That's hilarious. Right. It's like the never-ending story or whatever. But, like, uh, you... They're, they basically, at that time, were like, okay, we did you know, GameCube, and now we don't... It wasn't a huge success. It was a kind of success, right? And, like, uh, our other competition is getting more and more powerful. We don't have enough money to make consoles that are as powerful. We don't have the third-party support that we've sort of been dwindling year after year. Uh, so it's like, what do, we, what do we do now? Well, we have to do something that's just pure innovation. And it's the same thing they're trying to do with the Switch now because they're in the same position because the Wii U was such a commercial failure. Didn't you say... I think on the last episode, or at some point to me, that the Wii U sold less than the Vita. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. Because who has a Vita? You know well, what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, you and I both do, because we're insane. But yeah. But, like, I, I have, we, we, have, we all last, have Wii U's, too. Last so number I heard, insane, the, the Wii U was somewhere around 12, 13 million, something, which is not good, especially for a home console. Huh. For a home console... I think, though, it's worth noting that it's a home console, a Nintendo console, with no original Zelda title. That's yeah, that's crazy. True. Like, that that bugs me, too. Why why can't they make... Like, why did it take them so long? Like, the Wii U's been out now for... But Wii's... How long? Wii's original uh, title didn't come out till like, really close to the end, right? Um, what? The... The Skyward Sword? Skyward Sword. Yeah, but but, th- but it but, launched with Twilight Princess. Right, exactly. Okay. But like <laughs> but like think about this. So when was when was Skyward Sword? Does anybody know off the top of there? Was it twenty thirteen? No. I have no clue. Twenty twelve? Well let's just assume it was we came out in twenty twelve, so let's assume it was twenty eleven. Uh I think it was twenty twelve, whatever. To that, yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So that it's now been four years, right? And since then, how many uncharted games have we had? Exactly. In Last of Us. Three? <laughs> four? Right. Like, yeah. what, what is going And, like, well, do it's you, just. Don't you think I just they don't might. Get the, I think what probably happened is they ditched it to try and sell the next console. Because oh. Wii U didn't no, sell. No, I'm, I'm sure they did. And, and I'm fine with that. Like, I'm not, I'm not arguing the business practices of them taking the extra time to make sure that, that, that Breath of the Wild is on the Wii U and the Switch because they need. But, like,. Why is every Zelda game like that now? Except for Skyward Sword, the last two yeah. have been just to sell on, the console. Like Twilight Princess was on GameCube and Wii, and uh, uh, Breath of the Wild is going to be on the Wii U and the Switch. Like, I just I don't understand. And I know that these are these are big games that that they they're so meticulously put together that they're all, they're usually great. But why does it take them like five years to make a Zelda game? I understand why it takes a long time to make a huge open world game. Um, you know, I mean, when you when I'm just going through Skyrim recently, yeah, like Skyrim. I understand. My 
my problem is that um, they always give us what we want, but they give it to us like 10 years later. Right. Sure. By the time that the rest of the industry is always already moving on. Like, I've had, like, a game that was like Breath of the Wild, like an open world Zelda game, should have come out the year after Skyrim. <laughs> like, that yeah, would have been yeah, huge. Yeah. An open world Zelda game, the year after I've played basically one and a half full Witcher games, Witcher 3 is so much content. Mm-hmm. Like, it's less exciting. I know I'm not going to fuck anybody as Link. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a more adult experience. I know the exper- I know what I'm going to get out of this game, no matter what happens, no matter how beautiful and Miyazaki-esque and, like, you know, wonderful and well put together and Disney this experience is... Uh, no matter how nostalgia-inducing it is, it's going to be a conflict between light and darkness, and I'm going to use some sort of bow and arrow to kill a dark beast. Like, it's going to be pretty predictable. story After, yeah. after um, Skyward Sword, I just don't trust them, and Twilight Princess, I don't trust them to have anything new up their sleeves. Like, I thought after Wind Waker, I was like, oh, so they're really getting to something. They're going to have some weird unified timeline and whatever. But no, they don't really want that. They want to be a little bit more elusive than that. And they want to do what they want to do. And well, I'm actually just how they're going to be. I'm curious to ask you guys this. Why is it that, like, why does, why do, the, why do their games never have, like, any deeper story stuff in them? Like, why does Zelda just hit the same beats roughly, you know, every game? Mario, like, you know, I, I kind of give Mario a pass because that's just fun, like... Yeah, it's not you know, supposed to. I, I, I like Mario. I'm not, like, the biggest fan, but I get the whole Mario story, and it's just fun stuff to, to play. But, like, you well, could it's... tell a great Metroid story. Yeah. Like, well, why? here's the one thing, and I think this goes back to what Shore was talking about with uh, Disney and Pixar. And I think... They're still at the Disney stage where they think what they're making just has to be for kids. And with a Mm. new generation, each generation of kids, they can remake the same thing in a different way with, like, you know, um, nostalgia (laughs) for the older generation. And I'm going through the same thing with what I'm writing, too. Like, so many, like, nine-year-olds around the world are reading my book, and they're like, it's so original. And I'm like, it's really yeah, not. Exactly. I'm stealing from everything I've throughout my childhood that has inspired me. But so, Just like every person from this generation well, does when they're writing. So, and I think but this, what happened so, is Pixar is what made Disney realize they had to switch that model. Now mm-hmm, Disney totally. makes stuff for adults. Whereas yeah, I don't I think mean, they Frozen were. I mean, Frozen and Moana and stuff, they've really woken up a little bit. Yeah. Pixar taught them how to re, re... It taught them what was good about what they did. So I think it's possible also, that could happen to Nintendo from an outside force. <laughs> if what you're saying is... I don't know. Well, see, not... but the, here's here's my... So I agree with you, Dill, that that's one of the things that's most frustrating about Nintendo is what Shore was talking about earlier, where they just don't seem to really care if they have an adult mm-hmm. fan base. Yeah, yeah. Because who has the money to spend on games? It's the it's adults. Like, especially at the age we're coming into now, where most people play video games, a decent amount of people, you're gonna get parents that want their kids to play something, and but they're also not gonna want to be like, okay, well, I'll buy you a Nintendo system, and I'll get a PS4 for myself or whatever the system is. They'll just want to get one system, so they'll just buy something that they that they want, and it also that their kid can. And they'll use. get Overwatch. And, That's a really good point. And also, you, 
it would be nice if, if another company could come along and or not another company but a, a, a developer or something could come along and show Nintendo that there is cool things you can do for adults that is that still crossover. totally Nintendo yeah. but at the point they're at now I I feel like it's too late like unless the switch is a huge hit or they get their shit together I don't see them making many more systems after this like the the, pro- the problem with them is that like they they're super proud and they always get really lucky at the last minute. Right. Like some, something crazy always comes along to save the Simpson family. And that's what Nintendo is like. It's like something every time they're, they're just like, Oh, we're running out of money. It's like their Pokemon game, you know, goes viral or whatever. Like you said, their mm-hmm. new Pokemon game because of go just like, you know, sold way better than it normally would. And it's like, well, yeah, maybe whatever it's. So they, they never have to, I just feel like they'll be the band playing on, on the sinking ship, no matter what. Like, I don't think they'll, maybe they'll go the Sega route. I thought the thing that was encouraging was that I've heard rumors that they might do a TV show, which makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard, I mean, it's official that Universal Studios uh, parks are going to get Nintendo themes right. uh, something soon, which is cool. So it's like, okay, that's a new stream of revenue. You definitely need. But why is that just happening of- now? Like, right. that's my thing. Why now? Right. Why not you 10 years ago? You have some of the ago? biggest brand name characters of all time. Like, why isn't Mario walking around Is it because they, they wanted to make their own Nintendo World theme park? Yeah. And they just probably. Well, and now they're just like, oh, we can't do it. We might as well just... And why did you go with Universal and not Disney? Yeah. Which would have been such perfect They're branding. probably scared Disney's going to try to buy them or something. I don't yeah, know. take over. They should let them. Yeah. They should fucking let them. Because if anything I know about Disney is that they know how to... They have they turned Star Wars around within a year. Yeah. Like, they took the, one of the... I mean, Star Wars is, is kind of a hard brand to kill because it's so popular and so lasting in spite of the movies. In, in those movies that nobody liked even did really well because mm-hmm. of how much people love Star Wars. But they took a franchise that could have, they could have kept making those same crappy type of movies and still made money, right. sort of like Warner Brothers is doing with their with their uh, DC superhero movies, where mm. they're like, well, they still make money, they get shit reviews, but like the Star Wars movies are doing well with reviews and box office, yeah. like they turned it around. They're like, this is important to people, let's do it well. They don't have that fuck you, I've got your money already, uh, Warner Brothers attitude. So it's sort of like. It's 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 mind numbing the whole thing. Like my biggest my biggest thing the in with with regard to what we were talking about earlier, like they give you what you want, but they give it to you too late. Like or the on, rides, they give it to you on their terms, which is not always what you actually want. Why has there been no Pokemon MMO? Do well, I don't even much... need an MMO. Give me a single player RPG Pokemon game on the Switch, like a fully three D where you see the Pokemon but, in the world game like i'm not saying it shouldn't be an mmo but even just a single player game 10 years ago craft with pokemon like five years ago yeah it would have been huge but okay here's the other thing printing money here's the other thing you're just printing money don't you think that by keeping us like just barely satisfying us enough they're really keeping us on the hook. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, because I, I don't buy Nintendo games anymore because all of them are shit that are coming out. But when that and one like, that tickles you does come out, you're going to. Right. But but see, I buy a lot of games. Like, I do. But Same. I probably, 5% of the games I buy are Nintendo games. Like, 
Dill, they're not. They're. They're. If anything, like I understand your point, and it's not. It's not wrong. Like I. Yeah. I see what your. Point I agree. Is. They shouldn't glut the market with as new Zelda every right. month. I. I agree with that completely. Right. That they're. That they're trying to. They're. They're trying to keep the hype up, and I'm sure Breath of the Wild is going to sell great. Not as good as Mario, but it's going to sell great. And but like the thing is, at the end of the day, they're losing money. Like I would spend more money if they would give me more cool stuff. Give you. The it's the same I thing think, uh, with the with the. It just like the what is it the the new NES that just came out the NES, yeah, the Mini NES or whatever Mini. yeah like that either either they created a uh, artificial scare, scarcity which they are known to do to create hype which it seems stupid considering how how limited that was or they had no idea what they had which I don't know which one's worse right. because <laughs> if they had no idea what they had on their hands and they didn't send enough they're like oh yeah this target in in Texas gets two because you know whatever and I don't care I, I don't I don't particularly want one but everyone else does and like they could have made so much money but either they wanted to create (laughs) artificial scarcity or they had no idea what they were doing and the funny thing is is like who's gonna buy that except the adult collector or nostalgia fan or whatever and again they're selling you these same shitty games that aren't that good from the regular nes that like you could have bought on wii virtual console and uh and we regular virtual console or mm-hmm. on your old nes but the fact remains that because nintendo has such a great nostalgia love people will say shut up and and take my money to this stuff right. and that's my point uh with regard to what dill just said about you know creating this like this baiting and like baiting the hook and like they're waiting too long they're not capitalizing yeah. enough like the Look at I think Star Wars is a fair comparison to Legend of Zelda because they're both huge brands that people love and have lots of nostalgia for. Obviously Star Wars is much bigger because it's a multimedia like many different forms platform, but that's what Zelda should be. Mm-hmm. Because Zelda is the closest thing to a Lord of the Rings or Star Wars type, you know, like people with Triforce tattoos, this matters to me for whatever reason, Ocarina of Time like thing. It it has a it re, it resounds with people. It's like the hero's journey. This is like an exciting, important series for people. Like they could release a Legend of Zelda game every two years, mm-hmm. um, or just new DLC for whatever one they released two years ago. I mean, I didn't think. I thought, well, we're gonna get sick of Star Wars, and maybe we will. Maybe after getting a new Star Wars movie every year, we will. But I don't think. At this point, not if they keep being culture. this different. I don't think we will. Yeah. Right, and I don't think if they keep being seven out of ten, it's like the Marvel movies. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I'm definitely going to get. And some people genuinely are, but that doesn't stop them from being insanely profitable. Good. Right. They're at the yeah. point where they can release uh, two different seven out of ten Marvel movies. They can release like Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man the same year, and you're like, I don't even know who these fucking characters are, <laughs> but I know these movies are pretty good, yeah. so I'll go see them. And every other movie is so fucking bad. That it's like, okay, and maybe they, they can capitalize on that a little bit too, but video games, you can't because they're, this is like a golden age. It's like television. It's like, this is a golden age. There's almost too much. It's hard to keep up With the because there's too much good yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I, I actually, I wanted to ask you your opinion about this still. And I'm, I'm a big, like, I believe that I, when I buy Nintendo consoles, I am the, I like, I understand that I'm buying them for the exclusives for Nintendo made games. I'm not buying them to play call of duty on them or anything. Why do they refuse to make a powerful console? Yeah. They don't have the money. They don't have the money to do that. From the, from the Wii, they had that big, that big chest of money. Like everybody's just talking about how much money they have saved away. Like, 
I don't think it's money. It can't be money. I think it's it's because they. I think it's price. They point. say, oh, I think they that's. I think to be it cheap. could. Some of it is price point. Yeah. I mean, but, I know. I but only see. Bought... They're not nailing that either because if the PS4 comes out at four hundred and the Wii U comes out at three hundred, that gap is too big for a hundred dollar difference. People are going to go with the PS4. Like if they really want the Switch needs to be two hundred dollars. If they really want to make price point no, their thing, they it can needs do to be two hundred fifty to three hundred because especially with but the see, Pro. There's going to be, like, people who want... There's always going to be some idiot who's like, well, it's the most expensive, and therefore it's the best, and nothing's too good for my one and only, which is either no, himself or his son. No, I know, but so what like, I'm saying is, or like, if they son. want, if they want to make it less powerful to say to make it more cost-effective for people to buy it, then it can't just be $50 less than the next thing up. It needs to be significantly cheaper than the next thing up. But you're forgetting that, like, there will always be... The, the, the Switch will sell... Sure. Because it's going to, because only the poorest, most wretched amongst us, I don't know what I'm saying, Dickensian, only people who really legitimately cannot afford a Switch will buy a Wii U to play Breath of the Wild. Everybody else who has the opportunity to buy uh, a Switch, like, to me, I'm like, God, I just want to play it as soon as possible, but I don't want to shell out money for another console I might not use that much, even though mm-hmm. I do like the Wii U for mm-hmm. what it is. I have a lot of great games that I really like on the Wii U. I love Pikmin. I love Smash. There's tons of Super Mario Maker is a great Mario game, Maker. in my opinion. There's so much stuff I really, really like on the Wii U, but uh, that doesn't make it any less frustrating a console in many ways. I mean, I was playing uh tropical freeze earlier and i'm playing with the gamepad and i'm just like this feels awful in my hand Mm -hmm. this this, it doesn't even use the screen i remember reading kotaku talking about it and when i was actually playing it i was like bewildered it doesn't even show the gameplay or like what items you could have been using in the bottom screen or a pause but it's a direct reference to the switch because you can play it only on the screen and recently funnily enough i was in the hospital and uh dave my friend dave brought me the wii and he didn't have the the hookup for the TV, so I just played it on the pad. And I played it, you know, and loved it. So I love that, too. I used to have Call of Duty Black Ops on the Wii U, and I could watch TV and play online Call of Duty on the gamepad. I thought it was great. I'm like, this should be on the commercial. That was always my selling point. But I think it's one of those things, like, with the Star Fox thing, it's like, you have to play in the cockpit by holding it in the air. And, like, it's like, stop leaning in and just say this is a feature. Don't say it's not like dual because it, 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 it was just basically like a weird version of the DS and it, yeah. it was like a more awkward version of the DS. It's like for a while, every DS game had to incorporate the thing, but it's like you don't have to think of it unless you're Hideo Kojima and you think of some like really brilliant outside the box way of utilizing this, you know, this technology. You don't have to think outside the box in every aspect of it. Just think about it like. The best uses of the the Wii U gamepad were like in Pikmin. I can use it for this strategic view and send my other guys into groups around uh, simultaneously. That's a really good use of it. And in Wind Waker, I can look at my items without... I can switch items without having to pause the game. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's great. I can look at the map whenever I want, just glance down. I also, like holding I also really like the way Zombie U did it. Like, I know Zombie you don't U. particularly like Boo. that game, but... It's it's a cool thing that you have to look down at the gamepad and and the game doesn't pause while you're putting stuff in and out of your backpack and picking stuff and up and like you can get snuck up on like that's that game may not be great but that is a cool use of the gamepad like it can forget, be done well you can still use the Wii controls and if they hadn't done that that would have been a huge disaster yeah. 
but I mean, I think in terms of branding, it still was because Wii U is a stupid name. Wii is yeah, a stupid a name, name. <laughs> but it's a great product. It's like Furby. It's like yeah. okay, Furby's a stupid name, but also everyone really wanted a Furby and it became a hype thing. Like, I think I think they got a little cocky. They're like, we'll call it the fucking Wii U. I I swear to God, it would have sold twice as much if they called it the Wii Two. I still I still run into people like family that are like. The Wii U, is that like the thing I buy that has the screen on it for the Wii? Yeah. Like right, they don't exactly. know what it is. I didn't know what it was when it first got announced. I was super confused about what it's, it actually was. They should they should they could call it Wii Special Edition. They could call it anything other than Wii U, which does not describe it. I mean, because like Wii almost makes sense. Okay, it's a funny spelling of the word Wii. Mm-hmm. It's a thing we all play together, and it's a new way of playing together. And look, young and old can gather together and play Wii Sports. Wii U just means like, what does that mean? <laughs> we can all play together, but I'm the only one with a gamepad, so I'm right. the one having fun. Like, fuck you. What does that mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, I I think it's a magical thing that they haven't alienated all third party. Like they still have a good relationship with Atlas mm-hmm. and Capcom. Like I. The most inexplicable thing to me was like um, Bayonetta Two is a Wii U exclusive. <laughs> well, I mean, they basically paid for that. <laughs> That's crazy. Did like, you play Bayonetta Two? Wasn't going to happen, so I think Nintendo stepped in to pay for that one, which shows that That's they're willing crazy. to do like adult because like Bayonetta is super adult. Yeah. It's not for kids. Well, Resident um, Evil Four. <laughs> Did you play Resident Evil Four ported on Wii? on Wii? That was the best. That was the best. That no, was... I, haven't, I haven't played it on Wii. That's that's like the so only way good. to play that game, in my opinion. Yeah, amazing. Although I would love to have it in HD. It looks really ugly now when you go back and play yeah, it. Yeah, I bought it on PC. It I haven't played it yet, though. Is so fun. There you go. Another perfect example. I thought yeah, that but, game was so fun with but motion controls. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of my problem with Nintendo is that, like, yeah, they totally, like, when they get it right, they nail it yeah. most of the time. But they don't get it right, like, enough of the time. And when That's they do get it right, it's still Nintendo. super niche. Yeah. Like, like, I can talk about how great it is to send my three guys around on the Pikmin map, but Pikmin's, like... That, that's why I don't get the your Metroid argument, because it's like, so so they'll they'll make Pikmin 3 a straight sequel to fucking Pikmin, a game people are like, do you mean Pokemon? <laughs> like, and I can't get my fucking 2D Metroid game with better graphics? Like, come on. Just to be fair, I'm not saying they shouldn't make one. I would love them to make a new Metroid. I just think is Pikmin that, super popular? Is Chibi Robo super popular? Like I don't understand what they're doing. I it's, don't that's, get it. That's why we're annoyed because like they the stuff they do doesn't make any sense. Like they don't they stick with stuff that that just it just I, just Nintendo doesn't make any sense to me. Nintendo is a manic pixie dream girl. She's just always trying to. She's 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 Nintendo is Natalie Portman in Garden State. She's just being weird for the sake of being weird to be adorable, and I hate it. Yeah. And I hate Garden State. This is all your fault, Zach Braff. Take that, Northwestern. I just, alum. I just want them to do something. Like I want them to do a normal console, and it sounds like the Switch is the closest thing we're gonna get. So I'm still, yeah. I just be, I am super excited about the Switch. I want yeah. one day. One. I'm, I'm so I like not the excited about it. I, you totally killed my excitement for it when you said it would already be underpowered, undocked. That means like I don't know what that means. Well, and yeah, I but it's still, it will still be more powerful than the Wii U. Yeah, and just the only watch thing that I'm really, and you just you can't help but fall in love. 
I don't know. Yeah, but no, nobody's going to do anything that they do in that commercial. You tell no. me all those guys are going to stop playing basketball so they can take their little Joy-Con <laughs> controllers we'll and play we'll NBA see. 2K. We'll and see. like that girl's <laughs> like, "Hey, come over. Come on. We're having a we're having a roof party. Come on." Oh, no you one's smoking the pot and they're all playing the switch. Yeah, right. I don't buy. We're it. here to get drunk and what are you doing? Get out. Just we're not friends anymore. Go away. I the only thing that makes me excited. I'm a I'm a big Mario Kart guy. I feel like all, every Mario Kart is the same, where it's like super exciting for two weeks, and then you get sick of it, and you're like, "I need yep. some new levels." Um, and I, I, you know, I'll be happy when they, I get a new Mario Kart because I pretty much like them all. Um, I'm sure, I'm a hundred percent sure that the new Mario game will will be just like Super Mario 3D World. So if you like that, really? you like it, and if you don't, I know I everyone it'll be wants like it to be. Mm. That's the same. To me. No, 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 because no. sixty-four, you go, you go get stars and stuff. There's no flagpole at the end. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter to me. See, That's, that thing turns me off. Like, I like 3D World, but don't give me a, a fucking 2D Mario level in 3D. That's not what I want. I want an open <laughs> level. But that's of what Mario. Galaxy was like, pretty much. Not really, though. To me, it didn't. Like, going through the same level in different ways to get different, to complete different objectives to get stars. Was like more I, like sixty four. Yeah, I agree. Like I, I get your point that like even if there's not a flagpole at the end, there's just a star at the end that you get. But I don't know. There was just something about like galaxy and and sixty four. Galaxy's like, aesthetic was a little bit more appealing, right? I like the fact that you could play with four people on the same screen, and yeah. I like cat suits. That was really hilarious. Yeah, like I like three D world. I just, I just, I felt galaxy like, was overall more compelling. Yeah, um, I want that again. But it wasn't a party. I again. liked. Yeah. Yeah. I like your um, the idea of the Pokemon Sun Moon port that rumor going to mm. Switch because to me that means maybe someday they'll because I I don't know what this means for the 3DS but I hope it means the death knell for the 3DS only because that console's been around it has for so to. long. Nintendo that, always like, is like, no, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep supporting them, and then they don't. So I it has to be the end for the 3DS. I mean, I. <laughs> I love their handhelds so much, but I would love it if they all became one thing. Right. Because they have so many great handheld games and they don't they don't have enough good content to support two different consoles. Right. That's how this thing lives, is if they have they pull all their resources into one system. Like that's yeah. how this thing has good games all the time. Because the Wii U hasn't had a good game in I don't know how long since last year or the beginning of this year. Right. Um twenty sixteen, I mean. And like the 3DS it's is 2017, Trav. No, Get I know, with but it. I'm saying 20. All right. Um, don't confuse the listeners. They don't know. The what 3DS... if they're listening to this after the apocalypse? You don't know when they hear this. Jeez. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, after the EMP uh, goes off, how we're are they the only the available the recordings. People are like listening to us because we're the only historical documents that are remaining, and all they, all we talk about is like again children's toys, and they're like, "Well, why can't they tell us what was happening in the world? We need to know about their." You culture. don't want to know and what's happening like... in the world in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, Nintendo's way more uh, soothing at this point. Getting angry about Nintendo beats getting angry about what's really going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Well, I don't know. Any other predictions for the Switch? I, I yeah, Pokemon I think the battery is going to be a big problem. Yeah, I just but I don't I care because I'm gonna a, play that thing docked. A utopian view of it. I uh, I think it's gonna be perfect. I keep sharing the commercial with all my friends. <laughs> It'll be a dick sucking machine. Yeah, that, uh, that grants wishes. I don't, I, Dill. I I don't I don't fault you for like I I still have high hopes for Nintendo. Yeah, which is why I get so frustrated with them. Because yeah, I know. 
they could just be doing so much more in a better way to like pull everyone back in. Um, and I, I sometimes wish that I was just more optimistic about them, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm still, like I said, I'm still hopeful for the switch. It's like you have a friend who's like really talented and, uh, everyone's inside working on projects and you're like, wow, some of these look really good. Hey, where's our really talented friend? And they're like outside in a hammock. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, you'll see. It's going to be great. Yeah. But you can tell they're not fucking doing anything. Yeah. That's what Nintendo is. Yeah. Like, we're inside with Sony and Xbox making these, like, incremental changes that are like, oh, that's a good iteration of this next thing. Like, that could not have happened without this thing before. And Nintendo's out there, like, dreaming, just getting stoned. Like, what if a banana was a controller? But you can eat it, and then you have to buy a new one, and it's also a toy. And, like, it's this that- thing. Like... Black people will stop playing basketball. To... <laughs> like... That that reminds me. Actually, I got one more thing to say, and then I'll be I'm, I'll be done with my rant about Nintendo. I know it's been super negative. Anyway, um, <laughs> as much as Nintendo says that that they don't see Microsoft and Sony as their competitors, and that's why they're like, oh yeah, we don't we don't look at their specs, we don't look at what they're doing. That's, that's total bullshit. Because for one, you, I guarantee Nintendo does, and two, it doesn't matter if if Nintendo sees them as competitors, they are competitors. Like yeah. people will buy an Xbox or a PlayStation 4 over a Wii U every day. They did already. Like yeah, it doesn't matter what you think. Your competitors, you need to act like it. <laughs> if you're making products in the same market, <laughs> in the same market, and like, and especially what's funniest about that is like how many things have Zelda reference points. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like how many like indie titles yeah. and like different games are inspired by Zelda like every fucking day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just like we don't even notice that shit. <laughs> it's like that reminds me of like when when Capcom made Okami and they were like we will make our own wolf game and it's like not even as good. And it's like yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Or like I mean that, no? uh, THQ made Darksiders that's basically a Zelda game. <laughs> right. Dark Souls has Zelda in it like a pretty decent amount like everything is everything Zelda in it. Yeah. But Nintendo Binding needs to of look Isaac at that is shit basically and be like, Zelda. Yeah, it's Zelda one. I don't know, but anyway, with all that said, I still really hope Nintendo succeeds, and I just, I just want them to get their shit together, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm hopeful for it, but like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm gonna get a Switch, and I'm gonna get Breath of the Wild, and it's gonna be like Skyward Sword, and it's gonna be like, wow, that was pretty okay. And now I have yeah. this new. Con- I can't wait for the game next game to come out at Christmas. Two games a year, yay! But it's like, man, I really I hope would, Breath of the Wild's good. But I would love like a, I don't know, like a console, a mobile hybrid of like some of these great 3DS games, like mm. Ace Attorney or Fire Emblem or any. Oh, of these could things. you imagine a Fire Emblem like made for the Switch with like crazy graphics? That would be cool. That'd be great. That'd be really fun. They'd have feet and everything, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> we can afford feet this time, guys. It'll be great. Oh man. All right, I think unless you guys have anything else to add, that's that's it for me. I'm no, I'm, I'm I've said enough. If I go any longer, I'll just keep ranting. <laughs> Good show. All right, well, thanks for thanks for joining us, Dill. Yeah, uh, it was super yeah, fun thanks, to Dil. have you. Um, and uh, yeah, if any of our uh, listeners want to contact us, you can follow us on Twitter at Entitled Gamer sixty nine. Easy to remember because of the sexy letters. I mean numbers. They're numbers are letters. It's all Arabic, right? Anyway, 
what's our other thing? We have a Facebook fan page, and oh yeah, we're officially on iTunes now. So if you haven't subscribed to us on iTunes already, do that now. You'll get all the latest episodes. Uh, we also have the blog where we post our stuff. That's our RSS feed for this too. It's on WordPress. Just search entitled or the entitled gamer, and you'll find it. Um, we have an yeah. email, the entitled gamer podcast at gmail.com. Right. If you, you can email questions. us questions or to- even if you want to throw some topics you'd be interested in, I'd love to hear them. Uh, reviews on iTunes or would be cool too if you have the time. Yeah. But, give uh, us lots of five star reviews. Know. Tell us how great we are. And, um, I think we're going to do a gaming music episode at some point in the future. We're also, the other topics we want to talk about, we're going to do a cosplay episode. So if you have thoughts or opinions about like gaming music, we should talk about anything we should talk about um, or guests we should have on, try to get on that sort of thing. Just send us uh, information or, you know, you send us a message or question or comment or whatever on one of our many forms of, uh, basically if you if you just want to talk to us say hi anything you want to ask just yeah we're both know. we're on uh we're on twitter too i'm at shorster on twitter and uh what's yours t o'brien something t o'brien 90 with a t o b r i e n nine zero yeah and dill's on there too uh he can give his information if he wants but he doesn't yeah. have to he's a very secretive <laughs> popular hollywood actor. i'm on instagram uh, photo booth vegas <laughs> you can watch you can watch uh some of dylan's videos right on private yeah. street you guys have a website right it's part of his comedy, comedy trip. yeah they work with out. ucb out in la they're super super funny and they've got i think a pretty good following by now you guys are super popular in the community right yeah, yeah. i think you guys are doing pretty well so that's exciting um and anything else you want to plug before we go uh no just stay entitled stay entitled (laughs) (laughs) i like it you might have just created a catchphrase all right uh thanks everybody have a good night bye bye